Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Lee Precopio, with Consultant 360. For some patients, diabetes management is a continuous challenge and can take a significant toll on their mental health. Diabetes distress is common among those who are struggling to deal with their diabetes and is often associated with poor health outcomes in these individuals. To learn more about diabetes distress and how healthcare practitioners can provide care for these patients, Consultant360 reached out to Lawrence Fisher, who is a professor emeritus at the University of California, San Francisco. Dr. Fisher recently presented on this topic at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists 2021 conference. Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions today, Dr. Fisher. To begin, could you give us a brief overview of your session? Yeah, there were three parts to the session. One was defining what diabetes distress is and talking a little bit about its prevalence and incidence in the diabetes community for both type 1 and type 2 adults. All of this focuses on adults, at least for our work, although there are other studies and other materials available for adolescents and parents of adolescents and children. And the second part focused on its clinical impact and implications, linking with clinical outcomes as well as quality of life. And the last section was how one might go about assessing diabetes distress in a clinic setting and some tips on how to take the assessment data and make use of it in a kind of an actionable way. What is the current standard of care for screening patients with diabetes for diabetes distress? That is an extremely complicated question. And the reason it's complicated is there is no standard of care. There are a bunch of measures out there that attempt to assess diabetes distress, but when you look at it as a screening idea, that is, we have a patient coming in, let's screen and find out if they're distressed, that misses the point. Everyone with diabetes has a concomitant emotional side to it. You live with a chronic disease that's stressful. It demands a great deal of attention over time, and it yields all kinds of emotional reactions, experiences, fears, worries, concerns, a whole range of things. And they exist regardless of what the screening instrument tells you. And so our focus is not on just detecting it, uh, diabetes distress as if it is a comorbidity or a complication, but dealing with everyone with diabetes's emotional reactions and how it influences their management of the disease. That's very different than looking at it as um, a kind of something that you need to screen for. Do any specific risk factors, such as other mental health concerns, contribute to the development of diabetes distress? Um, No, actually, that's not the case. In fact, the prevalence of distress in type 1 or type 2 adults is about 40%, give or take a few percent on either side. That is an enormous figure. It's alarmingly high. And that's when you use a screening scale or a total distress score. But when you look at the more detailed aspects of distress, about 87% of all individuals, type 1 or type 2, express significant distress in one or more areas or sources of diabetes care and management. So basically, this is a ubiquitous phenomenon and everybody experiences it. So asking the question about what's the risk factors for it implies, again, that it is a relatively low prevalent condition around which you need to screen for. And if you don't get a positive reaction from the screen, you can ignore it. That's not the case. 
What are some common pitfalls when it comes to managing diabetes distress? How can these pitfalls be avoided? The biggest pitfalls have to do with simply not addressing it. It is rarely addressed in most diabetes care, whether we're talking about working with primary care providers, endocrinologists, uh, diabetes educators, uh, nutritionists. It's not something that's built into the training programs of these professions, nor is it built into the system of care around which individuals receive their care. The biggest pitfall is simply not being aware of the issue and not bringing it up. And that's the biggest problem, a lack of awareness, both on the healthcare professional's part and also on the patient's part. Many people with diabetes experience marked distress around a whole range of things. And often they think they're the only people who feel that way. And they don't think it's something that needs to be brought up with their healthcare provider, whomever that may be. And our work has been to increase awareness of this issue, both among healthcare providers, but also among patients. What are some clinical pearls you would give your peers for managing diabetes distress? Oh, that's a really good question. And actually, it's incredibly simple. And the pearls really reflect things like asking the patient you're working with some very simple questions, open-ended questions that will generate a conversation about how they're doing as people living with this disease. Very simple questions like, what's it been like for you living with diabetes recently? What are the things that worry you the most about your chronic disease? What are the kinds of feelings you're experiencing around it? These kinds of very general, simple questions open the door to having a discussion and bringing to the forefront the emotional side of diabetes. And why that's important is that often the emotional side of diabetes drives diabetes management. So there's both a quality of life issue that needs to be addressed, as well as the implications for what people actually do to manage their diabetes. Thank you again, Dr. Fisher. Thank you for inviting me.